Hello everyone and welcome to Ep 12 of Off The Block Swimming Podcast, Australia's new number one swimming podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Cox. Thank you all very much for joining us once again as today we continue our very special week for all the lower listeners out there leading up to this weekend's Australian Pampac Trials down in Adelaide. We still have one more terrific episode coming to you guys tomorrow with New South Wales swimming backstroke champion Brad Woodward coming on for a chat. You will not want to miss that one. Today, though, we have a 200-metre breaststroke star and one of Australia's and New South Wales' brightest talents. We discuss his early years in the pool, the road he has been on to becoming a successful athlete, as well as we check in to see how he is looking for the upcoming Pampac Trials. So grab a cold drink, put your feet up, because Ep 12 of Off The Block Swimming Podcast starts now. Away they go. No problems with the start. There is two 100s in the second in it. Gary Hall Jr., the extrovert, and Ian Thorpe battling it out down the pool. Thorpe is starting to go away from him. Joining us today on the show is a man who last year at the World Champs in Budapest won a silver medal for his part in the mixed 4 by 100 meter IM relay. Earlier this year, he was also a part of Australia's dominance in the pool on the Gold Coast, where he earned himself a bronze medal in the 200 meter breaststroke at the Commonwealth Games. He'll be in action once again at the upcoming Australian Pampax Trials down in Adelaide, where he'll get to try and cement his spot on the team once again for the upcoming 2018 Pampax champs over in tokyo in august it's a very big welcome to off the block swimming podcast to mr matt wilson how are you mate hey mate good thanks thanks for having me not a problem at all now for everyone listening today i am coming to you from up in the studio in brisbane a fairly fresh day up here well as fresh as brisbane can get anyway where have we caught you today right i'm just uh nowhere really exciting just in my apartment in newington just out of olympic park I can bet it's a bit fresher than Brisbane right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I've got all the warm clothes. I'm not really going to move my, my apartment until I have to go to training. And you train this morning? Uh, yeah, it was a bit of a, a rude wake up to under 10 degrees. It was not not pleasant at all. <laughs> not easy to wake up, eh? How was the session, though? Uh, we did a, did a bit of aerobic, just a long-distance freestyle, the usual Monday morning. Uh the arms were burning a bit from, uh, I just got back from Brisbane racing on the weekend. But uh, yeah, got through it. It was probably around 6K, so kind of pretty stock standard for a Monday morning. Matt, as you just said there, you're up in Brizzy over the weekend having hit out at Chandler. Firstly, was that just an excuse to get away from the Sydney weather? <laughs> yeah, I wish it was. <laughs> uh, no, we went up there, um, did a bit of a time trial, mate, with a few of the other squads up there. Yeah. Um, just to get a, a week, uh, sorry, hit out a couple of weeks out from uh, trials, as you uh, mentioned before, yep. um, just to get that race practice. And we use it as like a uh, state open sort of, sort of meet, mm-hmm. like we would use um, 
stayed open for Com Games trials this year. We're going to use this time trial for Bandpack trials. How'd you go? Uh, not not great. Um, uh, a bit slow, a uh, bit rusty on the skills, um, but that was really to be expected. I, I only done. I've been doing less training than the others because I only came off Com Games not too long ago. Yeah. The others have a bigger block than I do. Um, but yeah, there's lots of um, learn I need to fix, um, lots to work on still for the next couple of weeks and then five weeks, sorry, seven weeks um, until Pampax. Well, it's always good, mate, if you still know there's a lot of improvement. You'd be pretty worried if you gave it your best and you thought there wasn't much else yeah, to no, improve exactly and you came right. away exactly from those right. results. Mate, you've been on a couple of teams now, but still fairly new to the Aussie team from the public perspective. So this is a good chance for us all to get to know you a little bit more and your journey so far. I want to go into uh, your results from Kong Games a little bit later, but first let's go back to the start. What are your earliest memories as a swimmer, for, as a youngster? Yeah, uh, probably doing, like, learn to swim, obviously, as most kids did. Um, up at Emu Plains, I trained at, uh, well, I did learn to swim at a little place called Everbury's. Yeah. Um, I was there for probably a year. Then we had the indoor pool built at Springwood. Moved to there, did learn to swim there. Moved through the ranks, I guess. Um, I was training there for... I probably did squads so eight till fourteen there, and then I moved to Olympic Park with Adam. Were you a natural in the pool? Uh, yeah, I, I was naturally good at swimming, but I wasn't particularly fast. If that makes sense, yeah. um, I wasn't wasn't winning state and doing all that stuff when I was ten, eleven, twelve, like you see some kids do. It took me um, probably when I was thirteen or fourteen is when I started to. Uh, start winning medals at nationals and state and all that stuff. Start swimming fast times. Was breaststroke always your best stroke? Uh, actually, no. I actually a school carnival one year. Um, I made a district carnival, and the first thing I made was the fifty backstroke, and that was the only thing I made. And <laughs> and then I started doing when I started doing squads. Started doing medley training. Yeah. Did medley up until just before Olympic trials, really. Um. Then I went into breaststroke. Who were your heroes growing up? Which swimmers did you look up to? Um, from a young age, I remember watching Christian Springer and Brenton Rickard or like racing. I l- used to love watching those two race, yeah. and that's kind of what really pushed me towards wanting to be a breaststroker. Just watching those two race, the competition those two had was for me just so inspiring. Mate, at uh, what age does swimming start to get a little bit more competitive for you? Yeah. Um, Really around that 12, 13, 14-year-old um, mark, um, that's when I started to really put some decent times on the board. Um, I was doing other sports before that, but then as like I got to 14, I probably stopped doing other sports solely focused on swimming. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also the time I sort of moved to Olympic Park, so the travel... Uh, made it a bit harder to do other sports. But, um, yeah, around 14 was probably when I really started to take it seriously, like I can make a career out of this. Mate, a question I ask a lot of uh, the Aussie team is, as a young swimmer coming through the squads, kids tend to have some bad habits, and I just want to run through a few of those with you now, and you tell me honestly. This should be good. <laughs> when you were a kid, did you do any of these? So the first yeah. one is pulling on a lane rope. Absolutely. Yeah, that was... One of the main ones. I still do that when I swim down, but 
Yeah, every time I had a backstroke set at Springwood, I remember I pulling the lane rope because I just hated doing backstroke. Is that how you won that race at school in backstroke? <laughs> yeah, that didn't have any referees, so I was just pulling <laughs> the lane rope and doing the sneaky. <laughs> Mate, feet on the bottom of the pool during laps. Uh, not that I remember. I might have. I probably did, to be honest, but no, not, not that comes to memory. What about toilet breaks mid-set to have a rest? Oh, 100%. Yeah, that was a big one. Um, <laughs> always hop out, just go to the toilet, sit in the change rooms with a couple of mates. Yeah. This was when I was younger, obviously, not now. No. I'd get slaughtered if I did that now. But, um, yeah, just going to the change rooms all the time. It is always curious how uh, everyone needs to go to the toilet at the exact same time. Yeah. <laughs> I was synced up. <laughs> uh, mate, using your arms during a kick set. Uh, yeah, um, definitely did that one as well. Did a few sneaky strokes in there. Just if I was a bit tired at the end there, into the wall. And the last one, never knowing what you're up to in the set because you weren't paying attention. Uh, yeah, I tend to, I still do that. I still tend to daydream. And if we're doing longer freestyle sets like this morning, I keep losing count and I just got to like, look to see if there's someone else there, see if they stop, go a little bit behind them. Uh, if they stop. Then I stop if they keep going. Then I do the weird turn because I'm about to stop. <laughs> Mate, uh, you mentioned just before you played some other sports. Uh, what were the ones yep. you played as a youngster? Yeah, um, water polo was a big one for a few years. Um, I played a lot for the school. I played for my um, local team, Blueies. Mm. Uh, I played AFL as well. I loved AFL. I still love AFL. Um, I played cricket as well. I wasn't very good at cricket. Uh, but, yeah, those were the three main ones I played. I played soccer when I was really young. But, yeah, those were the three main ones, and I think it was really good for keeping my motivation in the sport. It just gave me something else to do. I wasn't solely focused on swimming. Yeah. Um, mate, do you have any pre-race rituals? Um, it's not really a ritual. It's more a routine that I do. Um, obviously, warm-up and stuff. I go to the change room. I mean, sorry, the call room. And, um, yeah, I just usually just talk to people as much as possible. Uh, then I get behind the blocks and I start slapping myself, you may see, on TV. <laughs> but, yeah, um, that's really the main thing I do. Mate, at one stage in your career you were trying to make a national time or get on a junior team. Talk to me about what are the things that uh, you had to change before it all started to click for you and you finally made those big steps. Yeah, so I made um, a junior team when I was quite young. I made my first junior team when I was 14. Um, and I was doing, at the time, extra sessions compared to my other squad. So I was going to, so I was training at Springwood at the time, and um, I was going to Penrith Aquatic Centre yep. to do two or three extra sessions a week just because that's what I needed um, to, be, to be ready to perform on that stage. Um, as I got older, it was more technical things like my turns, my starts, my underwaters, my body position, whatnot, that I needed to fix to um, make those teams and swim well on those teams. Mate, 2016 Australian champs, you win the 200 breaststroke in a 2099. 
the qualifying time for the Olympic team that year was 2.09.6. And unfortunately, you didn't get picked on the team. And for anyone out there who doesn't know, in Australia, coming first or second at a national titles doesn't automatically get you a spot on the team. You must also swim under the Australian qualifying time, which is why we also see so often swimmers uh, who do come first and second turn around and still look a little bit disappointed after their race um, because they've missed that qualifying time and it now becomes in the hands of the selectors whether they're in or not. Mate, being an Olympic spot, that must have been a tough one to cop for you. Yeah, that was uh, that was a really rough year for me. Um, obviously, I missed that Olympic team. I also missed the World Tour course team by 0.07 of a second, which really just was another hit. Yeah. But looking back on it now, it's probably one of the best things that could have happened to me, which sounds weird, but um, it's made me more resilient than, I guess, really anyone else on the team because, well, I've just suffered the worst, I guess, um, missed team you could possibly have. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to get much worse than that. So really, it's helped me become a mentally tougher swimmer yeah i would say but, um yeah like i credit that to um why i'm performing today yeah. really. well i think you were hard done by mate only just missed out i would have, <laughs> I would have chucked you on the team yeah i would have loved to be but <laughs> like i said the, the experience yeah. is now I'm, I'm better for it yeah a year later you win again at the national champs but this time you go 2092 which qualifies you for the world champs team in budapest now, just pretend nobody's listening. When you turned around <laughs> and you saw that you went under that time, was there a little bit of get that one, India's, to the selectors? Uh, there wasn't wasn't any uh, hate, I guess, going towards the selectors. It was more a small relief that I actually got the time and all the work wasn't for nothing at all. Like the the hard times, I guess, in 2016, like were worth it in the end. But um. Yeah, there's definitely no you got that one up here towards the selectors. <laughs> oh, I'm a little bit different, I guess. Um, <laughs> mate, talk to me about Budapest. I'm assuming this was a moment you dreamed of as a kid, representing your country on the big stage. What was it like mm. over there? Yeah, that was amazing. The crowd was unbelievable. It's. I was talking to some people who've been on multiple teams. They were saying that it's eas- like easily the best crowd that they've ever been in front of. Yeah. Um, the stadium was shaking when they, like the Hungarians came out. Um, I was lucky enough to swim a final there in the 200 breaststroke, and I walked out, and oh, my God, I got goosebumps. It was unbelievable. How did you handle the pressure racing-wise? Uh, I, was, I was good for most of the meet. Um, the heats and the semi-final I had were really good. My final was pretty disappointing for me, but um, I was sick. I don't make the excuse that I was sick when I raced. I was sick. Um, the crowd definitely did get the better of me, I guess. it was. I was just trying to show them what I was made of, I guess, yeah. but I should have really just been focusing on myself. Yeah. Um, yeah, and obviously we didn't swim too well in that medley relay. But I think that was a bit of a fatigue from everyone, really. Did you learn anything about yourself on that trip? Uh, well, I, I learned that I could make it with the best. I, yeah. I made a farm top eight in the world at the time. And that was a real eye-opener for me that I could go on and hopefully become one of the best breaststrokers in the world. 
Mate, you mentioned there the disappointment in the the boys' IM relay, but you must have been stoked to get a silver in the mix relay. Yeah, that was awesome to watch. Um, obviously, I didn't swim the final. I yeah. swam the heat. Yeah. Um, Daniel Cave swam the final. And at the time, I really wanted to swim that final. I thought I could have done faster than I did in the morning. Um, in the end, they made the right call. Daniel did an amazing swim. Um, the whole team did an amazing swim. And watching that race, I was probably more nervous watching than I was swimming that whole night, just hoping they could get it done. And luckily they did. They got the silver. Um, but, yeah, that was, yeah, awesome. Yeah. Mate, a year later, you book your spot on the Com Games team with another national title in the 200 breaststroke. Now, that's three in a row. That's a pretty good achievement. How proud are you of that? Yeah, really proud. I want to keep it going, though. That, <laughs> that's the goal. Yeah. Um, three in a row, I mean, not many people can say they've consecutively won Australian titles, but yeah, that's not the end of the job, I guess. There's still plenty more to do. Mate, outside of the pool at the Commonwealth Games, what was your experience like down there on the Gold Coast? Yeah, it was really good. Um, the first week, obviously, was just full of racing. We were very, very focused on what we were doing, and obviously the results showed there. Um, second week we got to go out a little, we got to see the other sports, we got to see the Gold Coast four leaders. Um, personally I went around, I watched the boxing, the rugby sevens, the diving. Yep. And just quietly, you could never get me in the boxing ring. That was terrifying to watch <laughs> them go at it. That, they are crazy. Definitely. Definitely takes a yeah. different mentality, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, they're just throwing haymakers and I'm sitting there like, oh my God, I can... You could never pay me to get in there. Oh, I'm with you, mate. I'm with you. <laughs> Did you get to mingle with any of the other athletes from other countries or other sports? Yeah, um, so I mingled with a lot of the um, the Scottish and the British swimmers. I know a few of them from World Champs. Yeah. Um, and some other athletes from Australia as well. I know the divers because we train right across from them. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few of the athletics guys who train at N-Swiss, so I know them. Um, got to meet a few new people, which was which is awesome. Uh, yeah, it was just a really good experience. Mate, in the pool, you finished seventh in the 100 and you got a bronze in your pet event, the 200 breaststroke, and you went 208.64. Now, you would have been through your 200 race plan a thousand times before, I'm sure, but was it easier to get it right on the night, on the final because of that or was it a little bit different because it was a home games and the crowd were going wild? Uh, I think the home crowd was a positive for me. Um, I love the excitement and getting pumped up. Um, yeah, like when I walked down, they called my name. Again, goosebumps because everyone just went up. Yeah. Uh, with the, like you said, I've been through that 200 breaststroke plan. I know it like the back of my hand. Um, in that race, I probably got a little bit caught up um, trying to race Ross, who got silver. Yeah. Uh, he was in the lane next to me. Uh, that probably is why I didn't go as fast as I would have liked to. I was a bit tense, a bit too focused on Ross. Mm. But um, that first 100 I did was exactly how I planned to do it, how I trained to do it. We do we dive the first 100 at training all the time. So I know that so well. Uh, but, yeah, like, like I said, it's probably I got a bit caught up in someone else's race and wasn't focusing on myself as much. That's yeah. why I didn't go as fast as I would have liked to. Is that something you'll learn for the future? Obviously, you've been to a couple of those now with the World Champs and now the Com Games. Is that, do you think, a helpful thing leading into Pan Packs and then obviously looking forward to Tokyo? 
Yeah, um, I think it is a, it's a learning curve. Uh, I've done it twice now, so it's something I have to go and look back at now. Um, figure out a, a plan, I guess, to prevent me from doing that, which is what we're doing now. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's like I've been there and done that. I know what I do. I know what I need to fix. So just put uh, just uh, putting a plan in place and then just doing it on the race day. Yeah. What was it like swimming in front of your family and friends? Uh, no, not really. Um, I was proud to be representing them. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I've dreamed of doing this from a very young age. I had a list when I was younger and I put um, representing Australia at the Com Games, winning the Com Games on that list. And to do that in front of my uh, family and friends my home nation was massive for me. Pretty proud moment being up there in the yeah. dais. Yeah, um, absolutely. Um, although I would like it to be the Australian National Anthem, it was still yeah. <laughs> amazing to be on that podium um, with such great athletes. And, I mean, coming away with the bronze, I was stoked with that. I never thought in a thousand years that I'd actually be able to get a Commonwealth Games medal. Fuel for the fire next year, next time, mate. Yeah, absolutely. Try and get on top, mate. One off the cuff. What's it like racing against Adam Peaty in the hundred? Yeah, that was it's crazy to see. Oh, because I could see he was in front of me. I could see him <laughs> racing. His rate is so much. Higher. He does everything that my coach tells me not to not do. To do, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's he's short. He's um, real quick with his rate. I'm a bit more of a two hundred swimmer, so try and get length and line um but it was pretty good off the start because the first 15 meters he's not the greatest starter going around so i was in front of him mm. and i just felt like the king <laughs> and then and then he's gone straight past me after that and i got up oh, there he goes <laughs> mate you mentioned your coach there adam cable what's he like on pool deck what what don't we get to see yeah uh He's honestly just one of the boys. <laughs> Loves to have a bit of banter with us. Um, last couple of weeks, I've been copping a few sledges. Just he's been on fire. I've yep. been off my game. <laughs> but um, yeah, he's honestly so easy to get along with. I've been with him since I was 14 years old. So we're, we've got a really good working relationship. We've also got a really good friendship. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, he's just one of the boys. He's easy to talk to. You can talk to him about anything. How's he helped you in the pool swimming wise? Uh, he's completely changed my swimming technique, my breaststroke. He's given me an extra motivation as well. He's a he's a motivator, Adam. Yeah. Um, loves the quotes, loves all that the Rocky movies and all that. He channels that into his coaching as well, and it's great for us as swimmers to have someone who's so passionate about swimming, being like giving back to us and teaching us what he's learned down the track because he used to be a swimmer himself. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever he's learned down the track, he gives back to us as well. Mate, like yourself, I'm a proud New South Welshman and you are one of a few blues on the current Australian team. <laughs> now I am uh, up in Brisbane, so I don't get to see the talent coming through anymore down in New South Wales. Tell me, uh, does the future still look pretty good down in New South Wales? Uh, yeah, no, I mean, it's looking better. We've got a few, uh, junior swimmers on the junior Pampax team this year yep. that I saw. Um, so it's definitely looking bright. And I've done a few 
sessions with some people who aren't on a junior team or aren't on a national team that are on the cusp of making the national team. And, I mean, they definitely have the potential to make the team. Um, just a matter of getting that coaching and getting their, I guess, head right to make that team. Yeah, making those changes that you made all those years ago. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Mate, what do you get up to outside of the pool? Uh, well, I love watching my rugby league. I'm a massive Cronulla Sharks supporter. Oh, um, yeah, so I do a bit of studies as well. I'm doing a certificate three, certificate four in um, personal training. Yeah. Uh, and really just hanging out with the guys I train with because I guess they're my best friends. So I love hanging around mm. with them. Mate, Sharkies, you wouldn't have been happy with the weekend's game? Oh, don't get me started on that. <laughs> <laughs> I was getting some messages from uh, Taylor McEwen, actually. Yep. She was sledging me as a Broncos fan. So, oh, yeah, I wasn't happy about the performance, but, you know, there's always next week. <laughs> Mate, Pampax trials are around the corner down in Adelaide. Now, you're already <laughs> selected on the team from your great swim, the 200 at Com Games. How are you shaping up for that down there? Yeah, um, pretty good so far. Uh Obviously, I won't be fully tapered for trials. Yep. Um, I might be a bit rusty with the time-wise, but I'm definitely looking at going a pretty decent time. Hopefully, um, hopefully I can win again the national title. Yep. Um, and then five weeks after that, I should be really raring to go um, to swim a fast time there at Pampax. Is it a matter of tidying up your skills and stuff like that that you said you've been working on or you need to work on from this weekend's uh, hit out? Yeah, um, it's just really uh, dives and turns that need the biggest improvement. Yeah. Uh, really, looking back at my race analysis over my last few 200 breaststrokes, my turn on the last, sorry, my last turn on 200 is one that really needs improving. Mm -hmm. That's where everyone else is getting distance to me, so that's what we've been working on. We've been working on doing turns under fatigue, so um, hopefully all that work can be progressing to the race. Mate, like most of the Australian team, you've experienced the highs and the lows of our sport. What advice do yep. you have for our younger athletes coming through today? Um, yeah, it's really a pretty simple one. I tell most people who ask me this question is just um, keep working hard. It doesn't come easy. Um you think it's going to be like a straight path from A to B. Like for me, it was, I think I'm going to make the national team just like that. Yep. Um, I quickly found out it's not like that. There's bumps and curls and twirls and whatever in the way yep. that you have to, to work through to get on that or get to that second point or point B or whatever. Mate, uh, you've been on the Aussie team now with the World Champs and the Com Games, and i like to find yep. out a little bit more about the Australian team for our listeners out there. So in your own opinion, I'm going to start a sentence, and I just want you to finish it off with a name of a swimmer that you think that best suits. All right. So too easy. Let's do this. Funniest person on the team is? Uh, Clyde Lewis, definitely. He is an absolute character. I've heard he can cut a rug too on the dance floor. Yeah, he can as well. <laughs> uh, biggest pest on the team is? Uh, Laura Taylor. She is a pest. She is like a 10-year-old. <laughs> if you ever get her on this show, just ask her why I said that. She will know exactly why. Okay, I will do. I'll make a note. I'm writing that down right now. <laughs> uh, the leader or leaders of the team are? Uh... Well, Kate Campbell is the mum of the team. Yep. <laughs> uh, really, 
Uh, Mitch is probably one of the big leaders of the team. So is Mac. What about the best singer or dancer of the team? Uh, Clyde, dancer, hundred percent, hands down. Did you did you get to witness his uh, his moves? I uh, sure did. I've seen for the last couple of years Clyde's moves, and mate, they're just getting better. <laughs> do you pick any up yourself, or do you think they're just out of your league? Oh, I got I got one. <laughs> I still haven't mastered it. I've, he's been trying to teach me, but um, yeah, like other other stuff, I'm just. I'm not a very good dancer, so I just leave that to him. <laughs> and, mate, finally, uh, the person on the team who gives you the best advice? Uh, that have to be Mitch Larkin. Yeah, he is just one person, like, I'd love to talk to because he's just experienced so many. He's experienced the highs, the lows, and he's just so knowledgeable about swimming as well. Yeah. Mate, I think we'll wrap it up there. Thank you very much for agreeing to come on for a chat today, mate. I know how busy your schedule is right now leading up to um, Adelaide, so I appreciate you taking the time out to come on and share a few stories. Yeah, no worries, mate. Thanks for having me. Not a problem at all. We look forward to seeing you racing down there at the trials and hopefully getting another chance to chat with you somewhere down the track. But until then, mate, thank you very much for coming on Off the Blocks. Yeah, no worries, mate. Hopefully I can come back on soon. Cheers. Thank you very much. Cheers, mate. Our show is proudly brought to you each and every week by the good people at Way Funky, the great company in charge of the Funky Trunks and Funkita brands. They are one of Australia's leading swimwear brands, making pools all over the country just that a little bit brighter with their original designs and colourful prints. Make sure you go online today at wayfunky.com to check out their latest ranges and deals on not only swimwear, but activewear, beachwear, and accessories. Away they go. No problems with the start. There is two one-hundreds in the second in it. Gary Hall, Jr., the extrovert, and Ian Thorpe battling it out down the pool. Oh, my God.